0: Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited about the next several episodes. We are going to do a Q&A. So you have been submitting questions on lots of different topics, and I want to take at least probably three episodes. You've sent in a lot of questions, so we may be able to do four and I want to answer all of your questions. Most of these came from questions that you posted on social media, and they range on topics on everything from paint color to kids' rooms, to kitchen countertops. I mean, it's just, there's lots of great info here and opportunity for you to get the answers that you need. So, what I'm gonna do is I've broken, I took all the questions and I broke them up kind of into categories. So, I wanna address all the paint color questions in one episode and all the kitchen questions in an episode. So I've broken it up by category, and we're just going to dive in. So this is the first part of probably a three-part series. We'll see if we can fit them all in to three episodes. And I'm just going to read the exact questions that you all submitted, and I'm going to do my best to answer them. So for this first Q&A episode, we're going to talk about paint color selection, area rugs, and kids' rooms, okay? So I've taken all the questions that you submitted about those three topics, and we are going to dive into those today. So question number one that you submitted is about paint color. And the question is, what color paint should be used in a home that faces north to south? I love this question because it recognizes, whoever submitted this question, recognizes that lighting, natural lighting in your home really impacts the colors on your walls and on your ceiling and then everything else in your home. So it is something that we have to think about. It's one of the things that we have to think about. The other thing to think about when you're choosing a paint color is what is in the room, all right? So I always choose my paint color last. I look at the colors in the furnishings, the rugs, the window treatments, the pillows, and I pull my color. I decide on my color based on that. So I very rarely, if ever, paint a room first, and then decorate it. It's a lot harder to do that way. So if possible, I will wait and choose my paint color last. So I would say to the the author of this question, one thing that you need to consider, the first thing you need to consider before even, I think, what direction your room faces is what's in the room. Because you're going to pull your paint color from that and then once you know have a general idea of what that color is going to be, you can fine tune it, pick the shade, pick the intensity based on information that you have about, you know, which direction your room faces and what kind of lighting you're going to have in the room. So in a home that faces north to south, you're going to have rooms that are just north-facing, that have north-facing windows. You're going to have rooms with south facing windows you may have if you've got a big open floor plan you're going to have a room with both and some of your rooms are going to have windows on the east and on the west so how do you deal with all that well, we're going to focus on the north and south since that's what you ask about here so what we're going to do first is talk about how to choose paint colors for north facing rooms and then we're going to talk about how to choose colors for south facing rooms right. so for rooms that face primarily north, you're going to have a gray-blue, very cool natural light that's relatively consistent throughout the day. It's going to vary a little bit, but not too much. So overall, north-facing rooms have a lot of less natural light than those facing south, east, or west. So for this reason, because that natural light is going to be cooler, you're going to avoid using real cool, really cool colors. On the wall because they're gonna make your room likely feel much too cold so you want to go with a little bit warmer color so you want to avoid really cool stark whites really cool greens blues grays and purples now if you want a blue or a green let's just say that you know you've looked at what what's in your room and you've decided okay I do want a blue on the wall well blue is a cool color but within blues some are warmer than others so you can consider warmer blues and greens even though they are considered cool colors and the key is testing them out in your space so you always want to take a sample of that paint actually paint a sample on the wall and look at it throughout the day to see how it changes with the differences in natural light so for north-facing rooms you likely want to choose a warmer shade, just so that your room doesn't look too cool and too stark. For south-facing rooms, you have some additional flexibility, all right? So both warm and cooler colors can work here, and here's why. South-facing rooms get a very warm yellow light that's gonna increase as the day goes on, and it's gonna be most prominent in the late evening and afternoon. And you have to kind of note that some colors can look a bit washed out later in the day. So just um, be aware of that. So you can use a warm paint color in a south-facing room, knowing that the warmth is going to be more intense during the later part of the day. You can also use a little bit of a cooler color to balance out that warmth and this is a great option if your south facing room has a lot of windows. Now if you have a room with a big open floor plan your house is facing north south and you've got windows on both sides in that case you've got actually a lot of flexibility. Pay attention to what you prefer like do you prefer warmer colors or do you prefer cooler colors. If you've got both, you can kind of be flexible and go either way if you've got windows on both the north and the south. And I just want to kind of circle back and reiterate that this is not the only thing you're considering when you're picking your color. The effect of natural lighting and what direction your house faces is important, but I would really focus first on what color in general do I want, and you'll get that and make that And it's a lot easier to do that if you decide what's going to be in the room first and then you pull your paint color from that. All right, moving on to question number two, which is about area rugs. This question says, how do you pick the right size area rug for the space? And this is a question that I get commonly, I get lots of area rug questions. So what I'm gonna do is sort of expand on this. We're gonna answer your question about how do you choose the right size, but we're also gonna talk about some other things when it comes to buying area rugs. We're gonna talk about colors and patterns, where you can look for rugs and how you should place your rugs. Buying an area rug can be an overwhelming process. So if you've asked any of these questions, like what size should I get, where should I put it, how big should it be, what colors and patterns work with my space, where should I look for rugs, We're gonna, I'm going to answer all your questions here. All right, so number one, let's talk about size and shape. So before considering the style of the rug and the aesthetic of the rug, you really want to make sure that you know what size and shape it needs to be. So for bedroom rugs, let's just talk about bedroom rugs for a minute. Your rug size is really going to depend on two things. Number one, the size of your bed, and number two, the size of your room. So you want the rug to be placed under the bed so that when you get up and stand on the floor beside your bed, your feet will be on the rug. It can be large enough to extend up under your nightstand, but it doesn't have to be. There should be a minimum of about three feet. It can be more, but I say at least three feet showing at the end of the bed. Otherwise, you know, your bed's totally covering up your rug and why have it there, right? So it needs to extend a minimum of three feet at the end of the bed. And I prefer at least two to three feet showing on the sides of the bed. So, you know, if you have a king size bed, you're going to a, use a, lo- a much larger rug than if you have a fool or a queen the size of the room comes into play because you you know you're not gonna buy a rug that necessarily extends all the way to the wall. So if you consider the size of your bed, the size of your room, know that it needs to extend a minimum of about three feet at the end of the bed and two to three feet on the sides of the bed, you'll be able to pick the correct size and place your rug correctly in your room the furniture on the periphery of your room like a dresser if you have a dresser or a chest on the side of your bed the rug does not have to extend underneath those pieces all right so that's bedroom rugs let's talk about sizing dining room rugs so this depends really on the size of your dining room table and the size of your room Your rug should be large enough so that when you sit down at a dining chair, if you pull it out and sit down, your entire chair ideally should be on the rug because what we don't want to do is the back legs are off of the rug and the front legs are on it, and when you, you know, get up and down from the table, your your chair gets caught. We want to try to avoid that if at all possible. So that can help you choose the correct size. Usually that's about three feet beyond the perimeter of your dining table rectangular rugs look really well with rectangular tables round tables square or oval tables so think of your rectangular rug as being able to go with basically any shape table that makes it easy right round rugs and square rugs work well with round tables Okay let's move on to entryway and hallway rugs. So our tendency here I've noticed is to select a much smaller rug like a two by three or a three by five more like a doormat size for an entryway and you can do that but don't forget you can go much larger for an entryway space and give your entryway much more of a grand entrance, a sense of place. So I would think at least four by six or larger, if you have the space, try to fill that space with the rug. And so the size is essentially going to depend on how large your entryway is. If your entryway is square, a round or a square rug will work really well. Round round tables and round rugs work really well in square spaces. That's a kind of a, a design tip to remember. Square spaces are actually challenging to design and round shapes work well in, in square spaces. Runners can work wonderfully for hallways and stairs. They typically come anywhere from 26 inches to three feet wide. And I always recommend using the widest one that you can find that fits your hallway. You can usually find them in four feet to 10 foot lengths. And uh, I would always fill the space and err on the size of going larger rather than smaller. All right, let's move on to living room rugs. So you're, you have two options. For living room rugs, your rugs can either cover the entire room with just maybe a 12 to 18 inch space of flooring around the periphery all right so you can do it that way where all your furniture is on the rug you've just got a small you know flooring border around the edges that's totally um I love doing that or you can place your rugs where it defines one clear conversation grouping of furniture so if you're choosing a rug For a furniture grouping, like let's just say you have a sofa, a coffee table, and two chairs, and you're looking for a rug, a living room rug, to go underneath that. These are a few guidelines that you can use to determine how big it should be. So it needs to be large enough so that the front legs of each piece of furniture are sitting on the rug all right so it can be larger if you want all of your furniture like the front and back legs to sit on the rug that's totally fine but they it doesn't have to be that way but at least the front legs you don't want and i see this sometimes what you don't want and what you want to avoid is having a sofa and chairs and then you have a rug that just fits under the coffee table. Okay, that's way too small, don't do that. Make sure that at least the front feet of your furniture sits on the rug. In general, unless you have a very small space you're gonna need a rug that's at least eight by 10 or larger for this. Usually I end up using a nine by 12 or an 11 by 14 in living rooms. So when in doubt, always go larger. So that covers a lot of tips that I think will help you about choosing the the size and shape of your rug. Let's move on to thinking about the color and the style. Of your area rug so if you are starting your space decorating your space and you don't already have a rug that you're gonna use but you know you need one for your room I always recommend trying to start with selecting your rug first and that's because it's just, it makes it easier. It's harder if you pick out all your furnishings and your patterns and your pillows and your drapes, and then you try to add in a rug, you can do it. It's just more complex. If you start with a rug first, it makes it a lot easier. So you can pick anything you want, anything that inspires you, and then build your room from there. On the other hand, if you're adding a rug to an existing space, you really need to make sure that you think about it in context with your space. So what I would try to avoid doing is just shopping for rugs that you like and trying to make them work with what you already have. You really want to look at what you have, look at the colors and the patterns in all of your existing pieces, and you just wanna make sure that the patterns and the colors in your rug works well with the room. You also wanna make sure, especially if it's an open floor plan, that those colors and patterns work well with any rugs that are in closely adjacent areas. If you already have several patterns in your room, for example, on drapery or pillows, then you can go with a rug that's a solid or just more simple with less pattern. If you have mainly solids in your room and you don't have a lot of pattern, adding a rug with a bold pattern or just more pattern than what you have there already can make things a lot more interesting. And this is a place where you can actually go pretty bold with your rug if everything else is relatively solid with no pattern. So how do you pick a rug? Like, so let's say you have patterns in your room and you don't want a solid rug. You want a rug with some pattern. How do you pick patterns that go with other patterns. Like we could do a whole series on this. So I'm just going to kind of condense it down into a few tips that are, that are going to help you today. So just some general principles that you can remember. Geometrics pair well with florals. So for example, if you have a, a room with floral pillows or floral drapery, could think about adding a stripe or a dot or any other kind of geometric pattern in your rug dots pair well with stripes larger scale patterns pair with smaller scale patterns so if you have patterns one way you can make it interesting and Uh, One way that you can avoid your patterns competing with each other is to use patterns of different scales. So you may have a really large scale pattern on your rug and smaller scale patterns on your pillows. You can even use two different florals or two different geometrics together, but you need to make sure that one is a larger scale and one is a smaller scale. Make sure that you pull some colors from your furnishings, your window treatments, and your accessories. Make sure that some of those are represented in the rug if you can. And if you already have a significant amount of color In your room, you might want to consider with just going with a neutral rug with whites, blacks, grays, or browns. You don't have to, but sometimes it's a good place to kind of give the eye some rest if you already have a lot of bold color in your space. Okay, moving on. So what about sourcing rugs? Where can you find rugs? Well, you can find rugs anywhere, of course. And if you can't find what you want locally, there are several online options And a lot of them actually offer free shipping and allow you to return the rug. And one thing that I always look for when sourcing rugs is being able to order a rug sample, if at all possible. The colors on computer screens, the color rendering is not great, and it can be very misleading. So you don't want to spend a lot of money on a rug, have it shipped to you, and then it looks like a completely different color than it did online. So ordering a sample can prevent a lot of regret and money in return shipping. So here are a few online sources that provide samples and free shipping. So rugsusa.com, rugsdirect.com, rugstudio.com and they carry a variety of rug lines. Loom and Company is one of my new favorites. You can actually order a sample thread card for your rug so they will send you the actual yarns so you can see the actual colors that are in the rug and they have lots of beautiful fun colorful rugs Annie Selkie is another one so you may have heard of Dash and Albert rugs so those come from Annie Selkie they have a great selection and they even have a selection of custom rugs where you can choose the exact size and customize the size William Sonoma Home and Paragold. So that's not a comprehensive list, but that gives you several to kind of get started and hopefully move you forward in the right direction the other option for rugs that i love and that i use a lot is bound carpet i'm not talking about just a solid kind of builder grade carpet that you see in homes i'm talking about really unique pattern carpets there are a lot available uh, some of the manufacturers that i use are anderson Tuftex stanton carpet and prestige mills so they have beautiful patterns And these manufacturers will actually cut a rug down and bind it for you. So you can use it as a rug. So the nice part is that you're getting, you know, you can have an extremely durable rug in the exact size that you need it. And it ends up being, you know, typically no more than just buying a regular area rug. So if you're having a hard time finding the exact rug that you want, think about using bound carpet. Go to some of these websites, Anderson Tuftak's. Stanton Carpet, Prestige Mills, Fabrica has some, uh, and take a look at their carpets and see if anything there will work. All right, so we've talked about paint colors in north south facing rooms. We've talked all about rugs. And moving on to our third topic, let's talk about kids' rooms. So the question that was submitted is, is there, is there a way to furnish a kid's room to avoid having to buy furniture over and over again as they grow? And thankfully, the answer is yes, definitely, because we don't want to have to do that when kids grow and change so fast. So here are some tips. What I'm going to do is just start with a nursery. Let's just start with a nursery and talk about how it can easily transition into a big kid room. And so I'm going to talk about it in in terms of, you know, baby age to school age, but you can use these same tips and apply them if you've got a a school-age kid and you want to make sure that their room is going to be able to easily transition into a teen room, right? So it's all the same principles. So let's talk a little bit about that. So Our family is complete. So my my boys are now 18 and 16, and I can't believe it. But I still remember how excited I was when I decorated their nurseries. And I know that we all want to create this perfect space for our new babies and our kids. And we usually put a lot of time and effort in creating, you know, the perfect space for them. And since that's the case, we probably don't want to completely redo the entire room once our children grow outgrow that stage so I have four tips for you for creating a fabulous nursery that can easily transition to a big kid room and like I said you can take all these same tips and use them to transition from a school age to a teen and what have you so tip number one if you decide to go with wallpaper make sure that it's one that's not too age specific Okay, so that way you can change out furniture because wallpaper is a significant investment. The wallpaper itself is typically expensive. You know, you have to have it professionally installed. So if you're going to use wallpaper, make sure it's one that it can transition from a nursery to an elementary to, to a teen. And there are wallpapers that would work for any of them, right? So make sure that you choose one that's not too age-specific. Number two... Instead of using wallpaper, you can always use a wall stencil. So let's just say that wallpaper is still too much of a commitment. And even though, you know, you can choose one that would transition, you know, into a a teenage room, you're still not sure you want to commit to it. I totally get that. Try a wall stencil. I recently actually had a client. I picked out a wallpaper for her little girl's room, and it is one that could, could have transitioned, but she still just wasn't quite comfortable with committing. So, we found a wall stencil that looked exactly the same. It was really, it was this cool leopard print. I gave her the colors to use on the wall stencil. So, that way, you, you'd use the wall stencil. It's just paint, and it can easily be painted over as your kid grows if you decide to do that. And wall stencils sound a bit intimidating, but they're actually really easy. So, I have used stencil, stencils from two sites. One is called Royal Design Studios. Dot com, and the other one is called stencils.com And so these stencils are really high quality, so the paint is not going to... You're never going to get a perfect clean line, but the stencils are good quality, so the paint's not going to seep underneath. And so it's going to give you a, a really clean look. And in fact, the stencils that I've done in the past, people think that they're wallpaper. What you'll want to do if you decide to go with this option is make sure and purchase on those websites a stencil level. So it's actually a level that clips onto the stencil itself and allows you to keep everything level and straight. That is a must because without it, it would be a nightmare. So make sure that you get that. All right, so let's move on. If you're if you're looking for chairs... Let's just say in a nursery, you want a rocker, make sure that it's functional, but make sure that it can also transition just to be a regular extra chair in your school age child's room or even in your teen room. Some rockers look more babyish and rockerish, I guess, than others. So try to choose a chair that can be used as your child grows in a relatively in a color that's going to work as they grow. And that doesn't mean you have to choose a neutral I mean, you can choose a beautiful blue and use that as they, or a a pink, or a green. It doesn't mean that it has to be neutral, but a simple solid with a small pattern that doesn't look too babyish is going to grow with your child. The fourth tip is to always think about storage. So babies need storage, lots of storage, and you're going to need it as your child grows. So think about incorporating some storage pieces that are going to grow with your child so basic pieces for clothing storage like a chest or a dresser or even a nightstand so things that are going to be able to grow with your child so if you apply all these tips as your kid gets older you'll find that uh, it's really not that hard to transition without making big changes Okay, so we've covered some of your questions in this episode about area rugs, kids' rooms, and paint color. In our next episode, we're going to move on to all the questions about wall art and kitchens, and then we'll move on from there. So if, you, if you're listening and you submitted a question and you haven't heard it answered yet, stay tuned. I will answer it in the upcoming episodes. I hope this has been super helpful for you. I hope you have a great week. Happy decorating, and I'll see you next week. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians, or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.